Hi, I'm Dora from Dora Nicolau and my drink of choice is a chai. I'm Gemma from Contently Driven and my drink of choice is red wine. And I'm Michaela from Inspired Office and my drink of choice is a sparkling white wine. Work-life wine time supports the responsible consumption of alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode 73 of the Work-Wife Wine Time podcast. The podcast for Australian women in business who are looking for connection and the support of other women who are sharing the same business journey. Awesome. So it's Gemma here with you today, and I'm ever so excited to connect you with our guest speaker, Mariam El Hooli. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, so what a guest to have with us here on Work Wife Wine Time. So thank you so much for being here. Um, you're so welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Uh, so I guess, first of all, tell us about you, who you are and, and what you do. Um, I'm a mum of five because yeah, that's a full-time job in itself. <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur, a author, business coach and public speaker in a nutshell. Wow. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> So exciting. Um, well, tell us first a bit. I'd love to know a bit about about your business history and the businesses that that you have, because you are a bit of a serial entrepreneur. So please, please tell me about that. I started my very small failed mini, failed mini, mini, mini businesses, like the majority of people when they start out when I was since I was 18. Um, and you gain more as you grow older you gain more experience and you learn so you learn to pivot and without these many failed businesses I don't think I would be where I am today I started my major business Eve Skin just before COVID hit $169 only to my name and grew it to where it was today to where it is today um learned many lessons along the way co-founded Micro Minerals with my sister a mineral makeup company and then so and then many other little sort of you know, side hustles that we've started along the way. Also, in, uh, written, and that's helped me write my uh, fiction book because that's my passion. And then that's it. Basically, that's how I started. Oh, so beautiful. I love it. Uh, and I guess on top of all of that, <laughs> you obviously, your passion about writing fiction books, which is amazing. But I guess tell us a little bit about... Um, your hobbies and your interests, if you have any time at all for any of those, so please. <laughs> no, no, I do. I of absolutely course. love. I do. I absolutely love uh, reading when I get a spare yeah. minute with everything that's you know the chaotic life that I have, um, and I absolutely love adventures. I love doing the ice bucket challenges. I love doing um, you know just things outside the box. I think uh just you know for fun and entertainment I think that once you lose that spark to life you get old and I don't I don't want to become the old grumpy person so I I try and get all that stuff in when I can (laughs) I love that I don't want to become the old grumpy person so I'm going to jump in a bucket of ice (laughs) that's exactly right that's that's my theory on it the more you know outrageous thing you do the older you get the more you'll still be young Absolutely. You heard it here first on Work Wife Line Time. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, I love it. So we're here today to talk about resilience in in business, which is something that, and life, something you, of course, can share so much uh, information with us. But I guess um, talking about resilience, I would love for you to 
define what you mean by resilience in in general. What does that mean for you? For me, I've I've thought about this a lot actually, especially in the last couple of months. Um, and I've figured to me it means like an elastic band. The, mm. It doesn't matter how much you stretch it, it will come back. And I think that's the easiest way that I can sort of describe it is because in life you're going to be stretched sometimes way beyond your limits. And and the important thing is to learn and to understand how to get back because the journey back is way more harder than going outwards or being stretched. So that, that's what I define resilience as, coming back. Absolutely. that That's amazing. Um, oh, I've never heard that before. I really love that. My, how do I write that down quick enough? <laughs> I don't know. I think just through life experiences and what I've been through and, you know, know, I've experienced a big war that we've been, um, you know, many years ago, we, I had, I had my first son at 16 and I was in Lebanon and by coincidence, Lebanon and Israel's done a mega war and we were through boats with the help of the Australian government, government moved to Cyprus. And I think once you experience something like that, and then we, by chance, again, we were caught up in two civil wars there. Once you experience stuff like that, you learn how important it is to get back to because you've been stretched far beyond your limit. And if you don't know and realise that you need to get back to where you were before, you, you've lost your life. Mm. That's, that's the unfortunate truth. You've just lost your life. So in anything in life, we need to learn because everyone's got a story and everyone's story is important, yeah? So um, you just need to learn how to get back to zero when you've been stretched that far. Yeah, yeah. And I guess what's the most important thing, I guess, about coming back to you, you know, because some people may go that far and not be able to make it back. So for you, yeah. you know, what what's the most important part of of getting to, back. To, learn, to take lessons from it, mm. to not be the victim, because we can all, we're all victims. Sometimes we're the perpetrator in our own stories. Sometimes it is us. And mm. we have to learn to take the lessons from whatever's happened to us and come back and start afresh. Because I think a lot of people seem to think that if they've got a bad chapter in their life or something bad's happened on that page, that you can't rub out and start again. Who, and I always tell people, who said you can't? Who said we can't rip out that page, throw it in the bin and start again as a new person, as an evolved person, as someone that's learned the lesson. And and I think that's what makes us unique and that's what makes us amazing as we grow older and we become wiser with all these experiences. Yeah. Oh, Whew, you're giving me chills. <laughs> oh, I'm not trying to be philosophical, but, but that's that's really the essence of it to make it either in business or in life, you need to, you need that resilience. You need to have a little wall built around you because otherwise your poor little heart won't stand what's going to happen to you in, on this very long and winding journey. Oh, it's not a one way up. It's yeah. a lot of downs and a lot of ups. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I guess then, you know, talking more so about then how important resilience in business is, mm. like how do you... Do you define that in the same way or tell no, me? No, no, you have to be emotionally detached to your business. And that's mm-hmm. something I've learned in the last three years, especially when I became like like a proper person that wanted to pursue business. And at the start, and I, I share this a lot with people, when I started Eves, any sort of criticism to my product was a full-scale attack on me. I'd, I'd literally hire people, Gemma, and then get upset about their opinion because – I look stupid, I know. 
<laughs> it's absolutely horrible to hear, but that is the truth. Yeah. I would hire people, pay hard, or I hard earned money that I didn't have a lot of, and then get upset that they said change something. And to me, that was like, you're attacking me. What do you mean you don't like this and you don't like that? But I did this. And once I had learned to emotionally detach from a product, it's not, they're not, people are not saying anything bad against myself. It's just a product. Once I learned to emotionally detach and take criticism for now, now after three years, if you told me we're doing a black label and we're going to market it like this, I am with you because I understand the importance of emotionally detaching myself from it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people get caught up in it and they can't scale and they can't move forward because they just, they, it's, they're just too emotionally invested in it. Mm-hmm. And that's very bad for your psyche, very bad for your mental health, very bad for your business. It's bad in every single aspect of your life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that really um, stands for service businesses as well. You know, yeah. door service, it's exactly the same. And especially mm-hmm. when it comes to the promotion side and the marketing side. And once you're on social media, because, you know, if it's you that's out there and it's you that's talking, anything that comes back, you always think it's a personal attack on yourself you know you always have to detach you know it's like if uh, for example I write a piece of copy and someone's like I hate it you know I used to do the same thing like oh my god they hate me and it's me and it's me and it's like no they're two separate things this is just a piece of writing that's just work it's not Gemma they don't hate Gemma they hate that little piece of work that Gemma produced very true yeah you know it's the same thing and same for you it's like they don't hate you it's maybe this product needs to I don't know be a different color or whatever it may be you know so it's such important um advice you know you do because if you can't separate that you are going to spiral down they're gonna hate you like it took me two years to actually be to have the nerve to be the person behind the brand like I couldn't it was just so daunting for me because as you said when you're on social media you've opened a can of worms Mm. to every Tom Dick and Harry to have an Uh opinion on you or what you're going to say or if they Mm. like you or they hate you and unfortunately people have no filter and people are very rude Mm. and you're just going to have to accept that you're not going to be you're not everyone's cup of tea and that is okay we and we don't have to be for everyone our content what we serve our product is not for everyone and that's perfectly fine. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it, it is so much easier for people to, you know, quote unquote, attack through, it's- you know, a phone or a computer screen or whatever, you know. And yeah. it is something we never had as much of before. You know, if you were really famous, people would send you like hate mail <laughs> like that, you know. But it's so much easier now for people just to sit around and be like, I hate this and this and you're terrible and you're this and you know, you need to just let it go. I, I call it first world problems. I feel, no, I feel very, no, literally, because people, I feel sorry for people that uh, very rarely do I get that. But then I say, you know, that poor person has nothing on their time. They've got yeah. nothing to do in their lives mm-hmm. that they've sat and sent this message or an email that's taken them 10 minutes. For what? Like literally. Yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. And I reply to them and I actually sit and reply. Good for you. <laughs> what do you say? Yeah. Tell me. <laughs> No, I got a literature degree. I use all of that. Nice. And I give them a nice essay and just kindly, and I just say, you know, maybe if you channeled your energy into something else, you, you would, you'll be some, you'll go somewhere very light, far in life. Right. Yes. See, this is why I love you. The power of words. 
Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. That's that's why your job is so important. <laughs> uh, I use my literature degree on them. I love it. Yeah, I do. I just get them out. All the big fancy words that you need a dictionary for we use in that reply. Yes. Oh, that is so good. You are making my day. I love it. <laughs> oh, awesome. Um, well, tell me a bit about, you did mention earlier of, um, you know, what you'd been through when you were younger, but I would love to know about how you have been able to build resilience. I've taken everything, whether in business or in personal, in my personal life, I've taken everything that's ever, ever happened to me growing up, our childhood, you know, failed businesses, all the things that I've learned and just sort of built a small little wall around me that mm. I'm able to now think much more clearer than before um, and, and just, you know, draw on everything that's happened and just move forward. There's not no better way of explaining it more than the, the, that wall that you build around you. It, it detaches you from everything and any arrows that are thrown doesn't, you know, affect you because that, there's a wall there, that imaginary wall that you've built. Um, it doesn't affect you anymore. And that's the only way I've been able to, you know, withstand the amount of failure I've had in my life. It's just so much. Mm, yeah. And I guess many people find it quite challenging to, you know, keep going after, you know, failure and failure and, and, and just, you know, step up again. So do you have any, I guess, advice of how you could, you're every yeah. It doesn't matter where, what stage you are in your business journey. You are gonna fail, even if you're at the top top of the mountain. There is gonna come a time when things are gonna go wrong, and they're gonna go left, and you're gonna fail, and you're gonna have to pivot, and you're gonna have to learn the lesson, wipe the tear, and keep going. Because anyone and, and I get a lot of business coaches, a lot of clients that tell these, you know, the business coaches tell the clients, oh, if you do X, Y, and Z, that's it. You're set for life and you've made it. That is far from the truth. Oh, my oh, man, I just it just boils my blood when people say that. That is not true. Even trillion-dollar companies have problems. Like so it's just part of life. You're going to have to learn to pivot. And and I always tell people, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to start back from zero. Well, so be it because your life's going, any, life's time's passing anyway. So you might as well do something that you're passionate about and love and, 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 and put passion under 10 lines under it because you need a job that pays bills and then passion comes later. So don't, don't pursue a passion if you can't pay your bills. Find something that's going to pay the bills and then passion can come later. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that's a lot at the moment for, I mean, our audience generally, uh, we're all established business owners. However, um, you know, it's always good to remember where we once were as well, you know, and, and I, I think with so, just so much on the internet at the moment of, you know, quit your job and, you know, make a million dollars in two seconds. And, you know, I think people- Please don't thinking, do that. Don't quit right? your job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please don't do that. You know, of course, passion is absolutely everything, but, you know, business takes resilience. It takes consistency. It takes time to build your audience. It takes time to build the trust. I always say even if you you pumped in a million dollars to a new business, yes, you will get somewhere, but it's going to take time to build exactly. the brand. It's going to take time to build the trust. Mm -hmm. Money is very important, but it's not everything in taking you to where you want to go. You need time. Yeah, and you absolutely. can't buy time. You, you, that's exactly what it needs. It's just going to need time. Yeah. Time and patience. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, 
yeah, it, it needs to be done the right way as well. You know, marketing yes. is, is it's about building those relationships, building that audience, doing it the right way, not doing yep. it instantly, having yep. something come instantly because most likely it's going to go just as fast. Very know? true. The foundations are very, very important. It's like building a house. If, you, if your concrete, yeah. your slab isn't really strong, or the, when the first wind blows, the, the whole thing's gone. Like that's why it's very important, yes, to build your foundations right, even if it's going to take you double the time, but you know you've got a strong base and it doesn't matter when when you get, you know, that wind that's gust is going to come, you won't have as much damage as someone that's just, you know, wanted to just flew off in, in a few days and got something established. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would love to pick your brains about, think back when, you know, you had your quote, again, quote, unquote, failed businesses because, you know, I think after the fact, nothing's really failed. It's what we've learned from. That's exactly true. Right? Yes. So I guess how, what was it for you that, you know, at the time you're like, okay, this one failed, I'm going to try this. Like how did you sort of, you know, not try it once and be like, I'm never going to do that again. You know, what helped you sort of keep going? Well, for me personally, I didn't want to, because I've got a big family, I wanted to, give my children the best life possible. So that was my drive that we, I didn't want to live what we, we had when we were growing up. Um, you know, we were from a big family. My father passed away very young from cancer and then mum was left with the burden of the children. And then although educated, but she, she it was very tough and hard for her to raise the children on her own. So for me, I wanted the business, having a business is the most, it's not easy, but it's the best possible um venture for a mum especially when you have kids mm. it, it allows you more freedom than working a nine-to-five job although as a business owner most of you know we work 24 hours but you're in the comfort of your own home at least in the e-com space mm-hmm. so I can pick, drop off kids pick up the kids come back and you know be all around everywhere but still sort of be at home more or so so that was my biggest drive um and, and I didn't want to be labeled or in myself that okay now I failed and that's it it, it, I know I wanted to keep going and see where where it would take me and I'm so glad I did I wouldn't have met such amazing people like you and like everyone that I've met through this journey had had I had given up yeah oh I love it so good um yeah I guess what what sort of advice would you have for for any of our listeners because I know we've all been there and we've all been in the can't do it anymore need to throw in the towel, can't cope, you know, we've all been there and it happens and it goes up in waves, you know, and and then you look back and you're like, oh, you know, I'm still going, I'm still here. But, yeah, what advice would you have for anyone that's sort of on that cusp of, you know? So that happens to us. Some days I just say, you know what, I just want to throw everything in the bin, close it and just go to sleep. Like why do I do this to myself? It's right. You get it, you too. But I've learned to take breaks. Mm. it's so important so 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 important and I used to feel guilty if I had to take a day off or switch Instagram or switch my messages off just for one little day mm-hmm. because how about if you know something was important then I found well nothing's more important than my own mental health and my own sanity so taking a break is so important even if you just spend a day looking at just going to the beach and looking at the water and not mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. about anything else because that charges you again up to to be able to cope um, and and a lot of people, I tell a lot of people, business is is very lonely. 
it, it is very, very lonely. And the more you grow and the more you scale, it gets even lonelier because no one, you want to sit and chat to the next person or family member about what you've done and how your ads have gone wrong and how this didn't work. But no one's interested. <laughs> it's, it, it's very lonely. So you need to, again, be able to have that little recharge and, 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 and talk to someone and then, and if you need to see a psychologist, there's nothing wrong with that, just to speak and let it all out. Because, yeah, it, some days are very hard, as you know. Some days are just, you know, very frustrating. Uh, and if you leave it all in you, it, it will eat you up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting you say that because that that loneliness is exactly why we started this podcast. Yeah, that's <laughs> so was, bad. Yeah, it was for, because, you know, we, we're on what, four years now, so it was, you know, before COVID and before, you know, the rest of the world was working at home, you know, and, and remember back then people would be like, oh, what do you do all day? You just sit at home. It's like, yeah, you know, I, yeah, just sit at home. But yeah, I sleep, rising, and, sleep yeah. and eat. That's all I do. I don't do yeah, anything eat, else. Eat and sleep and magically I can just pay my bills and, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was very lonely. It looks so lonely. So that's exactly why we started this podcast and it sort of came out of a few of us meeting and we used to have zoom calls at the end of each Friday, just to talk about that, exactly what you said, you know, because you try to tell your family members yeah. about ads that failed. They don't care. <laughs> no, they, they, they literally, and they don't understand. Like even yeah. if they try to care and try to listen, it's like you're talking yeah, gibberish. They have no idea what a funnel is and, and what, <laughs> writing is and on what didn't work and 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 they just look like what are you what are you saying like yeah. what do you, and I get it still like why do you do this to yourself like why mm. like why just can't you be normal like to people a business owner especially in the econ because there's no store for them to physically understand what you do mm. they just say why do you do this to yourself it's actual torture and some days it feels like that it honestly does feel like that hence why debriefing is so important networking is so important finding like-minded people to work with mm -hmm. is super super important because that helps you grow Absolutely. Yeah. And it perfectly filters into one of my last questions that we ask everyone <laughs> is what does collaboration over competition mean for you? Because that again is, is why we created this for that. Collaboration is where it's going to, where that's how your business is going to grow. Mm -hmm. Selling a product or a service on its own without you collaborating with anyone, believe it or not, is not going to get you anywhere. Mm. And from personal experience, from someone that started with no money, the network I've built ha has allowed me to grow. And, and I always say, if everything was to be taken and I start from scratch, the network that I built, I can do it for free because everyone is willing to give me a hand. Because the again, relationships, same scenario. If you build them correctly, if you have strong foundations, you know, you will not only make friends that will help you in, in different aspects of your business, you actually have a family. And family is not blood. Family is the people that you find in your hard times. And from my whole heart, I have people that I've never met in person online that have helped me in my business with their own money than 90% of my own family have. Like that's how important it is. Your competitors are not your enemies. And I always say just because, especially women, us women seem to, I don't know what's about us, that we, we tear each other down instead of building each other up. If someone is selling the same product as you or is in a similar niche, they're not your enemy. You can still work together. 
Mm-hmm. You could definitely, you know, I, I always, if I don't have a product in skincare that I'm not selling, I will recommend my clients to go to another business, another female-led business. And I'd say, look, I don't stock this, but I know this amazing lady's got a brand that's beautiful. Purchase from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's so much to go around in the world. Like I think people just need to know that what's theirs is theirs. No one can take it away from you. Yeah. So build a strong networking community, give before you ask back, and, and that's how you're going to grow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah, I love that. And and it, it is, it's interesting. So many people think, oh, this person does the same thing as me. So they must be, you know, my enemy. And it's like, well, no, they're actually not at all. <laughs> it, yeah, it, yeah. it works hand in hand and it's the same thing. Like, uh, you know, one of the other um, co-hosts here, Dora, we do the exact same thing. Like we even have the same like degrees and do everything the same, but we still work together. And, and it's that same thing. It's like, you know what? I can't help you at the moment, but I know someone who could or. Exactly. Yes. And and the other person may have like, you know, your co-host may like, you might ask like, you know, what do you think of this? And exactly. learn maybe they've got more experience than you maybe they've got a contract that you don't have or she doesn't have Mm -hmm. like it's just once you get your head around that no one's stealing anything off you Mm. and the more and and you know and and a lot of people ask like you know where do you get this packaging from I always say of course to have a business you can't share 100% of everything because otherwise you've got nothing but you can definitely put people in contact with other people and and people don't forget especially I find business owners, they don't forget the good that you do to them and they will repay it somehow back for you later on. You might need them one, two, three years down the track and you'll find these people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's so, oh, that's amazing. Such good advice. I love it. Um, well, yeah, we're almost time to finish up, but before we do, tell us where, where can our listeners find you and your amazing products? Please tell. So they can find well, for my out skincare www.eveskin.com. I'm really active on Instagram mm-hmm. at mariam.alhuli, and then you can find me at www.mariamalhuli.com, and on LinkedIn and everywhere you go, you you can find me somewhere doing something. Oh, that's beautiful! I love it. And just before we we finish up, what's your uh, final thought? little piece of gem or gold you can leave with our audience from your beautiful world of knowledge. Tell us what's your final key takeaway. <laughs> I, th- I I wrote this quote that I've sort of propped on my wall that I actually now stand believe by. Life is not just black and white, but a whole lot of different colours in between. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Let's be not judgmental and, and be very open to each other and help each other out in life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, yeah, on, on that note, like, thank you so much for. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. It was an absolute pleasure. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Beautiful. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more, then check out our website, www.workwifewinetime.com.au. While you're there, jump on our mailing list to receive special updates and offers from our guests. Until next time, take care and drink responsibly.